Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is November 10th, and our reading comes from Hebrews chapter 10. Now, a lot of what he covers in Hebrews chapter 10, we've already talked about. I want to really zero in on one verse. It's verse 10. So chapter 10, verse 10 says this, for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Now remember, the author of Hebrews is helping us to understand why this new covenant, why Jesus is better and superior to the Old Covenant and all that we had in the Old Testament and religion in general. One of the things that makes Jesus in the New Covenant superior is that it is producing holiness in our lives. One of the things that we've seen in several places as we've gone through the book of Hebrews is that the Old Covenant is criticized for not producing holiness, transformation in the lives of people. And this new covenant, that's one of the ways that it is superior. So what Jesus has accomplished through his death and resurrection, the sending of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, all of this is working together to produce holy lives. This is so important to understand because sometimes when we talk about grace, People think that because of what Jesus did, and because I've been washed in the blood of Jesus, because I've been forgiven, because I've been justified, that means I can live any old way I want now because Jesus died in my place. What I love about this verse, Hebrews 10.10, is God says His will is for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of of the body of Jesus. So Jesus went to the cross and rose from the dead so that we would be holy, so that we would be transformed into the likeness of his son, Romans 8, 29, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren, that we would all live forever as the children of God, reflecting his glory forever and ever and ever. So here's a good question. What produces holiness transformation in our lives. Well, generally speaking, we have said this. We want to be with Jesus. Therefore, we can become like Jesus. And then we begin doing what Jesus did. So we've talked about cultivating our relationship and how that relationship produces change. And then once we're changed, then everywhere we go, everywhere we are, Every moment, every relationship, we're just being ourselves. And when we're being ourselves, because we are changed and more like Jesus, we're actually doing what Jesus did in every area of our life. Now, let me talk a little bit about change and how it relates to the gospel. I think change happens kind of in four steps. Now, it's important to note that we don't go through these steps one time and then we're done and we move on to step two and we do that one time and then we move on to step three. Think about this as a spiral that we're going round and round and round and over time we're moving closer and closer to the center and the center is Jesus. So four steps. The first thing is healing. 
healing. Now, the relationship between our healing and our behavior is this. Most of our bad behavior is the fruit of unresolved pain. So when we're hurting, we're looking for something to medicate our pain. So a lot of my bad behavior was driven by my pain. So the secret to my holiness is for my pain to be healed. Well, what is it that heals me? It's the love of God. So I am healed when I am fully known and fully loved. I love what the Bible says in Romans 5, 8, for Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. So when I understand the gospel that I was guilty and deserve judgment, but that there's a God who loved me and sent his son to rescue me from judgment, death, by giving his life, dying in my place, I'm convinced of his love. I love how Romans 8 says there's nothing in all of creation that can separate us from the love of God. So when I'm fully known and fully loved, that heals my heart. Because basically, pain is the absence of love. So if you would say, gosh, this really hurt me, what do you mean by that? It means somebody related to you in a way that made you feel unloved, right? And the only thing that heals that is when you're fully known and loved. And that's what the gospel does. The gospel convinces us of God's love for us. So for example, when I'm reading through my daily reading in the one-year Bible, then one of the things that stands out is the love of God. I want to meditate upon that. I want to pray through that. I want to receive that truth by faith. I want to try to rest in God's love. I want to give up my performance, my attempt to earn love, and instead receive it by faith. And as I do, that's healing my heart. Here's a second stage. The second stage is I need to understand identity. I need to know who I am. I need to know what the Bible says about me now that I'm in Christ. So when I see what the Bible says about my life before Christ, and I see what the Bible says about my life in Christ, man, that changes everything. Because listen, all of us, our behavior is driven in part by our perception of who we are. So when God establishes my identity, when I begin thinking of myself as a forgiven, holy, washed clean, son of God, heir to the kingdom, adopted in his family, as I understand all of this truth about my identity, then all of a sudden my behavior begins to come into agreement. I want my behavior to match my identity. So again, when I'm reading through the Bible every day and the Bible speaks to my identity, I want to reject what is not true about my identity, all the lies that the enemy has been trying to sell me my whole life and other people have said to me my whole life. And instead, I want to embrace what God says about my identity and then naturally I'll begin working to make sure my behavior matches my identity. Step three, my character begins to grow. Now, in order to be healed, I need God's love. 
In order to understand my identity, I need to understand the truth, the Word of God. For character to grow in my life, really, I need to experience redemption in the midst of my crisis moments. Now, think about your own life. For most of us, the only way we learned character, the real breakthrough moments of life, came in a crisis, in our struggle, in our suffering. And God met us in our suffering and redeemed that moment and used it to build our character. In James chapter 1, verse 2, James says, Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and man, let it finish its work so that you'll reach maturity, right? So chapter 1 describes how God works through our crisis moments to produce character in our life. And the truth is, there's no other way to get it. So in chapter 1, he says, Trials produce character. Trials produce wisdom. Trials produce faith. Trials produce holiness. Trials produce humility. Trials produce gratitude. Trials produce transformation. All of that is listed in chapter one, where James is saying to a church that is experiencing tremendous suffering, persecution, hardship. And what James is trying to help this church to understand is, listen, God is working in your trial to help you to become more and more like Jesus. So God works in our trials to meet us and to produce character in our life. And then the fourth thing is vision. So we need healing from the love of God. We need identity that comes from the truth. We need character that's produced in our trials. And then we need, to, we need vision for our life. In other words, if we live our entire life for ourselves, for our comfort, for our pleasure, for our security, we're just kind of building our little bubble. Well, the problem is that will bore us out of our mind. You were created to live for something bigger than yourself. And so part of what produces holiness in our lives is when I get a vision that motivates me, inspires me, creates a sense of desperation in me that makes me press into Jesus. I want to challenge all of you listening. What is it that God is calling you into? And how do we get beyond our comfort zone? How do we step out in faith and begin attempting to do what we're not sure that we can do? Because it creates this sense of desperation and we take hold of Jesus and he meets us and anoints us and works through us to accomplish that very thing. Now, in our lives, we go around and round and round. There's a deeper and deeper healing. There's a greater and greater understanding of who we are. Every single trial produces more and more character. And over time, our understanding of God's calling on our life becomes clearer and clearer, more and more focused. And as we go around that circle, we're moving towards the center. We're becoming more and more like Jesus. Listen, Jesus did not go to the cross just so we could go to heaven. It is better than that. Jesus went to the cross, rose from the dead, ascended to the Father, sent the Holy Spirit, and is coming back so that 
we can be conformed and transformed into the image of his son. Hebrews 10.10, for God's will was for us to be made holy, not to just get into heaven, not to just be forgiven. God's will for us was that we would be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all time. So listen, let's not neglect what Jesus has done for us. Let's open our heart to receive it all and allow him to transform our lives into the image of his son as we receive his love, as we stand on the truth, as we encounter him in our trials, and as we step out in faith. Man, we're becoming more and more like Jesus. Well, I hope that makes sense. Hope that encourages you. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for every person listening. God, I pray that all of us would have a growing understanding of your love, that we would understand how high and how wide and how deep is the love of God for all of us, and it would heal our hearts. God, I pray for every person. We have a growing understanding of the truth. And God, that that truth would establish our identity as the children of God and that our behavior would come into agreement with what your word says about our identity. Finally, God, I pray that in our suffering, I know there are people right now listening to this podcast that are going through difficulty. Lord, I thank you that you meet us in our suffering. When I look back on my life, I'm so grateful for my trials. In fact, I wouldn't trade my trials for anything. I'd be glad to give up some of my successes because they taught me pretty much nothing. But it was my trials. That's where I met you. That's where you've grown my character and transformed my life. And I'm so grateful for how you meet us redemptively in those moments. And God, I pray for every person that you'd give them vision for life. Lord, as we are ending out this year and thinking a little bit about next year, I pray that you'd give us all the courage to take a step of faith. What is it that God's calling me to do? And that it would create a sense of of desperation, a dependence on God that really has a, a transforming effect on our lives. God, we thank you so much for your word. Hebrews 10, 10 says that Jesus went to the cross, that he gave his body. He died in our place so that we could be made holy. Lord, today we offer, your, offer you our lives. Make us holy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that encourages you. Remember, Before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.